This episode of the Kuu Muay Thai Podcast is brought to you by PMTLifestyle.com, authentic Muay Thai lifestyle by Kuu. Definitely go check out the website at PMTLifestyle.com for some awesome lifestyle merchandise. That's for those of you out there either involved in Muay Thai, looking at getting involved in Muay Thai, and embrace a healthier lifestyle to live the life of Nak Muay. Go check it out. Hello, hope you're having a great day. Just want to kind of pre-frame this upcoming podcast episode so this podcast episode was recorded with Now You Can Speak. It's a podcast platform based out of Bangkok, Thailand. It's actually ran by a friend of mine who wanted to talk a little bit about Muay Thai, talk about business, talk about life with COVID-19 as a small business owner. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy. Be sure to check out Now You Can Speak on Facebook and Instagram. Love your shirt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I thought it was fitting. Okay. It's like, it's this thing on. Okay. Uh, you see it on, on my page yet? Let me see. Wow. wow it's, it's on. It's on. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, เดี๋ยวเราจะเปิดรายการอย่างเป็นทางการอีกประมาณสัก 2-3 อังกฤษใช้แอนด์อังกฤษนะครับเอ่อหวังว่าผมจะไม่หัวระเบิดไปก่อนนะครับโฮปไมเฮดดัสเอ็กสโพลดมิดเวย์เอ่อไมเพน
No, it's, <laughs> it's not, like it's not too early for me. No, no. <laughs> it's good. That's that's great because it's uh, I would be like sleeping in my seven a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> โอเคทักทายคนดูตอนนี้ที่กําลังดูพวกเราอยู่นะครับสวัสดีทุกท่านเลยนะครับวันนี้ครับเดี๋ยวครูเกียรติ I'm being crew too you know sounds good to me ครูเกียรติ thank you ครูเกียรติกับครูโจนาธานนะครับเราจะมาคุยกันสัพเพเหระโอ้ยมีพี่คโมไมนะครับทักเข้ามานะครับสวัสดี she's my friend นักกีฬาคุณสมุท my friend ชีชีเสร็จท้ายโอเคสวัสดีทุกคนนะครับตอนนี้ครูเกียรติกับครูเจ้านาทานนะครับเราอยู่กันที่เพจของ Now You Can Speak นะครับวันนี้เราจะมาคุยเรื่องสัพเพเหระเลยละนะครับเพราะว่าครูเกียรติกับครูเจ้านาทานเนี่ยเราเจอกันล่าสุด we last met in like 2019 yeah 2019 yes that was the last time I was out there yeah and I I saw the picture I'm not sure if you remember uh, we were in the uh, I I guess what pole maybe With the incline Buddha. Oh, that's that's when I first met you in 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have like blue, blue hair. hair for no reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself back then too. <laughs> We've all been through it. <laughs> okay. Today, guys, today, today, guys, 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 In high school. Wow. Yeah. ครูโจนาธานนะครับเป็นนักมวยมาตั้งแต่บ้านเราก็มหกก่อนที่จะขึ้นวิทยาลัยมหาวิทยาลัยนะครับครูโจนาธานเริ่มเป็นนักมวยแล้วเขาก็ค่อยๆอยู่ในวงการมวยมาเรื่อยๆนะครับจนตอนนี้เนี่ยเปิดค่ายมวยเป็นของตัวเองนะครับอยู่ที่ Ventura Red Ventura California ใช่ครับ Ventura ใช่ครับอืม Ventura นะครับที่แคลิฟอร์เนียและกําลังจะมีอีกสาขาอยู่ having another branches Uh, in uh, Santa Barbara, California, it's about uh, 30 minute drive away by car, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they have the bus and train between there too. สำหรับคนที่ทั้งคนที่อยู่เมืองไทยวันหนึ่งถ้าคุณไปแคลิฟอร์เนียเดี๋ยวเราไปเจอคุณครูโจนาธานนะครับแต่ว่าใครที่ตอนนี้อยู่ในอเมริกานะครับแวะไปเยี่ยมเยียนกันได้นะครับที่รัฐแคลิฟอร์เนียนะครับในค่ายแรกเนี่ยค่ายที่ตอนนี้เปิดอยู่เลยนะครับก็คือที่ Ventura นะครับแล้วก็อีกที่หนึ่งคือ Santa Santa Barbara ที่นั้นกำลังจะเปิดนะครับวันนี้เราจะมาคุยกับครูโจนาธานทั้งในมุมของมวยไทยว่าเขาเติบโตมาได้ยังไงอะไรคือแรงขับเคลื่อนของเขาจากที่เป็นนักมวยเนี่ยเริ่มเป็นครูสอนมวยจนเริ่มมีค่ายมวยเป็นของตัวเองเริ่มมีคนในการดูแลนะครับการที่แชร์แพชชั่นกับคนอื่นๆจนไปถึงในเรื่องมุมมองต่างๆของชีวิตเพราะว่าตอนนี้ครูโจนาธาน32ปีใช่ไหมครับ32ใช่ไหม you are on your 32ใช่ 32, yeah. <laughs> นะใช่ครับ32ปี yeah. ประสบการณ์32ปีตรงนี้มีอะไรจะมาแชร์กับเรานะครับมาเดี๋ยวเรามาเริ่มคุยกันดีกว่านะครับ my my friend Natida said uh, she want to go to the US Yes, yes. That, that's why you called me. I was replying there. I said, you, you know, when you can come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, as as I told you earlier, we have a group called like Move It, Move It. 
Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, like, okay. Yeah, all the people want to move to maybe <laughs> countries. Sw- Sweden, yeah, yeah Sweden, Canada, Canada, US. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's begin with the first part. Uh huh. I'm changing my banner to okay <laughs> to this one. Okay, we we are seeing this one, right? Nah, ครับตอนนี้ครับเรามาเริ่มกันที่เรื่องแรกดีกว่าเรามาคุยเรามาชวนคุยกับครูโจนาธานนะครับเรื่องแรกก็คือเรื่องของในอดีตนะครับทําไมถึงจากที่การเป็นนักมวยเนี่ยทําไมวันหนึ่งเนี่ยต้องใช้อะไรบ้างนะครับในการที่เขาจะค่อยๆเติบโตมาเป็นเจ้าของธุรกิจเจ้าของค่ายมวยและผมมีอินไซต์มาเล่าให้ฟังว่าพี่ชายของคุณโจนาธานโจชโจชัวอยู่บราเธอร์ยังยังคุณโจชพี่ชายของคุณโจนาธานบอกว่าก่อนหน้าที่เขาจะเจอมวยไทยเนี่ยเขาไม่เอาอะไรเลยคุณโจนาธานเป็นคนที่อยอมแพ้หรือว่าล้มเลิกกับอะไรง่ายมากนะครับคุณโจนาธานเคยลองกีฬามาหลายอย่างเคยทําอาชีพมาหลายมาหลายอาชีพด้วยกันแต่ว่ามาหยุดที่มวยไทยอะไรที่ทําให้เขาหยุดเดี๋ยวเรามาดูกันนะครับโอเค I I spoil to my audiences a little bit about your quitting things before Muay Thai yes yes and and maybe let's let us like Uh, go back to to when you start before even before Muay Thai. What what were you doing? I I played music, uh, mm-hmm. you know, primarily like musician stuff through mm-hmm. uh, like ages 13 to about 18, mm-hmm. uh, right before Muay Thai. Uh, I stuck to that the longest, but not. Uh, I guess it's similar to Muay Thai where I kind of just started doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Before that, you know, doing sports, uh, they have like here BMX, uh, mm-hmm. soccer or football, lupan. Uh-huh. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, there's various sport activities when I was a kid. I always wanted to do like martial arts. In mm. uh, when I was a kid, my uh, cousins did like karate, but my family never really saw that as like an option because our schedule was so busy. My my parents uh, ran businesses when we were kids for surfing. My dad made surfboards mm-hmm. for a living, and uh, that was something that was the very like big part of our life growing up. And uh, that wasn't me, so. I never really stuck to anything when I was a kid. I, I would try it, and then I'd be like, ah, I don't want to do this. And I, I'll, I'll give up. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, that was pretty normal. What we? Yeah, I, I would say it's normal. But 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 like, which point did you give up? Do do you remember that? <sighs> no. When when you feel it's like, oh, it's too difficult. It's a like big step, too big, or 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 what? That's a really good question. Uh, you know, I, I could think about like uh, I was doing BMX, like bicycle motocross. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I I had like pretty strong legs, so I'd be pretty fast. But mm-hmm. I feel like when things would get hard, like I remember one time I just totally you know went end over end, and I was like, I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> like <laughs> things got like tough. Like you know when you're when you have like those trials, like where you know you get smacked down. You know, are you gonna get back up and keep going, or are you gonna say, "Hey, like this isn't for me"? Mm. And you, you told me about your time in in the restaurant. How 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 do you call it? Is it a restaurant? Oh, the where when I was working at the wine cellar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, uh, how old were you? So when I was working at the wine cellar, I want to say. Uh, so I think I was like after Muay Thai. No, no. Oh, this is, yeah, this is after I started Muay Thai. That's. Uh, before, well, as I was opening up uh, the first mm-hmm. Pugu Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's went back to to when you first entered the world of Muay Thai. Yeah, Muay Thai. How how so, how was that happening? So uh, I I got started. I, I almost didn't finish like primary school. I almost mm-hmm. failed. 
uh, had a great teacher. Yeah, I almost failed. I was behind mm -hmm. by two years in my last year of school. Mm -hmm. So I had to make up. I had a great teacher. His name was Chip Frazier. Uh, he's a great mentor. I still talk with him to this day. And he kind of redirected me and he had a life skills program. He said, hey, you know, and this program was like, what did you want to do when you're a kid? That goes back into, I wanted to do martial arts when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to find a martial art I want to do. And I had heard about Muay Thai. And that's that's where that kind of directed me towards that. Uh, and it, I, I was like, hey, this is something I want to do. I, this is when YouTube didn't have as much online. Like I, I would mm -hmm. search Muay Thai. And there'd be maybe one page of new content on, on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, it's crazy to see how much is out there now. That's, that's kind of <laughs> yeah, how yeah. I got started on that, you know, on that mm -hmm. path. I was like, hey, what, what did you want to do when you were a kid? I want to do martial arts. And I found mm -hmm. Muay Thai and I, I was thinking that's pretty badass. I think I could <laughs> stick to that for a bit. Mm, you you, you, you uh, have a great mentor. Yes. Can I say that? Yeah, but he, he helped me out big time. And he's helped a lot of students. They actually did a mm -hmm. news story here in our area mm -hmm. on him because he's done a lot for education uh, locally. Wow. He's done a lot of fundraising and stuff through the years for uh, kids. And he's helped, he's helped a lot of people. Actually, I can see part of him in you now, right? Uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> some, some, uh, maybe a little influence on like the mm -hmm. uh, volunteerism and, and wanting to help out with the community. For sure. Mm -hmm. We will go to that in the, the next part. Mm -hmm. uh, let, let me uh, wrap this up real quick. Kun Jonathan, I have low head off on one on yet, and I have a ton of no. Tony Horum, Tony, Gordy Hotel, or Hobbin Conti, Rian แล้วก็จนกระทั่งเจอคุณครูท่านหนึ่งนะครับเป็นคุณครูที่ช่วยตบให้เขาเข้าลูกเข้าทางนะครับเป็นคุณครูที่คอยช่วยเหลือคนอ
we kind of all have this bond and people are always like, how do you know each other? And so I have a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a, a closet globe. <laughs> we have that yes. funny story. <laughs> yes. Yes. Kubang is with us right now. Uh, so the cop, Kubang. <laughs> yeah. Kubang. Uh, yeah. He said uh, he is watching. Oh, okay, that was your like first days of Muay Thai. Uh, how, how do you uh, like how do you grow in Muay Thai? How do you develop in Muay Thai? What yeah, well, you, you, you've been there in Santa Barbara? Oh, this was where, where were you? It, it, well, the, the, the uh, gym they were had is, is in Oxnard. It was called West, it's called West Coast Jiu Jitsu. They're still there. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. When I started there, a little bit different, kind of like uh, it wasn't really like uh, quite Muay Thai, mm -hmm. uh, but it's as close as what we had at the time. <laughs> uh, my friend uh, Matt Lucas made a video for me. It's a Muay Thai Muay Thai in the middle of nowhere. So that's, <laughs> you know, we did we didn't have much. We did what we could, and our, our mm -hmm. town is predominantly like a boxing town, like Western boxing. We have a lot of mm -hmm. championship fighters from Oxnard, California, uh, mm -hmm. out here, Victor Ortiz, um, you know, Fernando Vargas. Uh, you know, Mikey Garcia, Robert Garcia, a lot of big boxing champions. So mm. that that culture, of course, bleeds over a little bit into any other combat sports, such as Muay Thai, mm -hmm. uh, in regards to how you're you're brought up through it. So uh, at, at the time, like uh, we trained, and uh, they have like these things called smokers. So these mm -hmm. are like uh, other gyms. You go to other gyms and have like um, hard sparring, and they're to get experience because there wasn't a lot of Muay Thai activity then you know, mm -hmm. in order to be able to fight like in a, uh, at an event, like a fight night event or any tournaments or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how we got our experience first. Like I had my first smoker after like three months. Uh, mm -hmm. and then, you know, we did a couple more and, um, we eventually went to Thailand. Uh, it was like, Hey, we're going to go do a, a trip to Thailand. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, I was like, oh, man, I, I would love to go because I, I was really dedicated. I would show up every day as much as I wow. could. Yeah, just the new Jonathan has was born <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on that I, day. I, I just decided I was I was gonna get uh, I was gonna get better at it. I was gonna stick to it. Um, you know, I, I got my I got my butt kicked a lot. Uh, I cried a couple times. I threw up a couple times, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's just the reality of of what it was at the time. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just stuck with it and I, I decided I really wanted to do it and I wasn't going to give up. Mm. So we, w we went to Thailand and everything like that too. And it just made it, um, uh, you know, more authentic for me. When I went out there, I saw like, hey, um, I need to learn how to how to clinch. I need to learn plum, mm -hmm. you know, and, and learn these mm -hmm. things because the, the trainers in Thailand, the first time I went, they just said, uh, when you fight, just don't clinch. <laughs> <laughs> really? Why? 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 Because it's like I you have... Because I didn't know how, and I, I was only uh -huh. there for like two weeks my first time, so they can't uh -huh. teach you a lot in, in 10 days. You were in Bangkok or, or uh, where? I was in uh, Pattaya. Uh, Pattaya. I mean, yeah, the, the guy who owned the camp, he also passed away in the boxing ring. His name is uh, Christian uh, Dahio. He had a Pattaya combat is what it was called. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. But that's mm -hmm. that's where that was at. Mm. No so Prat is also with us now. สวัสดีครับสวัสดีครับพี่โนภรัตน์สวัสดีครับนะครับพี่โนภรัตน์เป็นเอ่อพี่โนภรัตน์เป็น 
ดาวของค่ายเราเลยนะครับแล้วก็ตอนนี้มาเป็นเมนเทอร์ด้วยนะครับมาเป็นครูมวยนะครับดูแลนักมวยดาวรุ่นใหม่ๆนะครับส่งต่อประสบการณ์ด้วยนะครับและเดี๋ยวเราจะมีโปรเจกต์กับพี่โนพรัตเดี๋ยวเราจะพูดถึงในตอนหลังนะครับซึ่งโซ่ยูเฟิร์สทำในไทยแลนด์วอสินพัทยาใช่ใช่ครับ is it is was that the time that you like fall in love do you Uh, fairly yeah. with Thailand instantly, or, or what? So uh, when I went there, um, mm. you know, it's very different from like uh, Western culture and in Thailand culture. My mm. my first experience with that was meeting like uh, you hear here like growing up, I hear about uh, lady boys or katui, mm. and I went to Seven Eleven, which for me I didn't know Seven Eleven they had them in Thailand at the time. I didn't know that, <laughs> uh, so I go into one and we just got off the airplane and. I, I met my first Katoy, and I said, "Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is this is a new country. Got it? Like, I, <laughs> you know, I can understand. Okay. Uh, uh -huh. So I, I uh, had that in this little bit we would call like culture shock. Mm. So, uh, just because it's so new to me, I'm, I was young. It was a really good experience. Uh, mm. But like finding, like knowing that I needed to be in Thailand to learn, I that's what I found out uh, when I was there. I, I needed to find." Like the source of Muay Thai, <laughs> mm. you need to find a, a Thai trainer to be able to teach me and be able to learn from that experience that kind of goes generation after generation. Whereas mm. here, like we kind of we're just kind of figuring things out. We didn't quite have it nailed down yet. So it was like that for your uh, your first time in Thailand was two weeks. Mm. Yes, two weeks first time. Then, then you went back to the U.S. Yeah, I went back to the United States. Uh, mm -hmm. When we came back, uh, I realized I'm like, man, I need to learn how to clinch. I couldn't find anything on clinching. Mm. Couldn't find anything. We did another fight in uh, another smoker event in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny that I fought a gentleman, and he was good at clinch because he had uh, wow. learned from, he learned from uh, a Thai man from uh, mm. from uh, a crew from Thailand, and mm -hmm. so he was good at clinching. And I was like, mm. man, I, I know I need to learn this, and I lost because of it. <laughs> mm. And it's funny because I'm still friends with him. His name's Sean. Shout out to Sean. Mm. He works with me. Uh, I work with him as a ring official sometimes mm. uh, out here as well. He's a judge, and I work as referee, so we work together well. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's. I came back. I found that, and mm. uh, we continued training, and mm. couldn't really get much experience. The um, mm. boxing commission here started. Shutting down in uh, the smoker events, they started saying they were illegal and we couldn't do them. So it's like a fight club or something like that. Not that yeah, illegal. But yeah, they make it illegal. <laughs> like, yeah, and it, they kind of made it seem like that, but it really wasn't. Uh -huh. It was a really good way mm -hmm. for us to get experience because they would have maybe four Muay Thai events. You know, four Muay Thai events a year. If you're lucky, you get on one mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. So having these smoker events allowed us to get more experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and allowed us to to focus on that and get that experience. When, uh, mm -hmm. when it comes time to be able to have fight night, it's like, hey, you have a few times, you know, competing in the ring. You think about like, I guess you could say it was like the, uh, you know, the Isan version of like uh, <laughs> Muay Thai out here, where they just kind of set up a ring and you just go, right? <laughs> uh -huh. Say same for us. It was like our way to be able to build up experience and to be able to have that a fight. That was before, like uh, the movies, the big movies, like Ong Bak, like Tom Yam Kung, right? Or, or yeah, was it uh, after? Ong Bak had just come out uh, around that Because time. I, 
So uh, because I think uh, let let me ask you about this. Uh, what's Ong Bak? Uh, were Ong Bak and Tom Yam Kung like raise many attention or many awareness of Muay Thai in the U.S.? Mm. Is it that much, or or people just are just another uh, like Asian movie? I, at the time, uh, for Ong Bak, you know, even still mm -hmm. to this day, I still hear people like, "Oh, I'm like, how did you hear about Muay Thai?" And they say Ong Bak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, that's a bit older now. Uh, I want to say, mm -hmm. like the the most common thing now you hear for people when they hear about Muay Thai is through stuff like uh, the UFC through mixed martial arts, one oh, FC, one oh. championship. Mm -hmm. uh, so people are now learning more about what it is through that because they hear the term mm -hmm. Muay Thai, a uh, mm -hmm. Muay Thai kick, uh, Muay Thai elbow, Muay Thai knee, mm -hmm. and, and people are like, oh, so what is Muay Thai? Mm. And so you're getting more and more of that, but you still get with the movies like uh, Ong Bak, Tom Young Goon, not not that much. Um, oh, it's it's kind of big in Thailand. I I thought it was big too. Yeah, you know I can see why. It's very. Mm -hmm. It seems like very like a uh, Thai Westerner movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, like Jackie I, I Chan. Watched, watched it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so mm, so uh, uh, how how long was from from your like. First time in Thailand. How many years until you, uh, before you start to be, Ku Jonathan? How how long was that? Like well, ten man, years, is it? So, or less than that? Like when I started. So I like for the first gym where I, I started helping just with new mm -hmm. students and stuff like that mm -hmm. pretty fast, because they didn't have like a like they had a Muay Thai program, but sometimes my instructor maybe he's not there. So hey, I'm gonna just help do a little bit of training that day. Um, It, not by choice, just like, hey, uh, Jonathan, you need to help run things. Okay, I'll do what I can. You know how to cleanse, right? You know how to cleanse. I didn't, I didn't know how to yet. So <laughs> that was the thing. In when uh, you know when we're here in, uh, I was in Ventura. Uh, mm -hmm. My friend Roy, uh, who mm -hmm. your dad met as well, the first time mm -hmm. I went to Keith Kim Torn, uh, he went there. But they ended up going down to Los Angeles and and meeting a Thai trainer. And that, you know, for me at this point, uh, maybe like two years in, I, I almost quit Muay Thai. I thought I was done, almost mm -hmm. because there was no, I couldn't get fights. Uh, I was mm -hmm. training all the time. I didn't see like an opportunity to be able to get that experience. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to do it. I can feel. Uh, my my friends went down to LA and they said, "Hey, you have to meet this person. Uh, mm -hmm. His name is uh, Kunokweed." Uh, yeah, Kunokweed. Uh, not to be confused, his name uh, Nokweed Sriampai. Uh, uh -huh. from Sarubari, and uh -huh. not to be confused with the uh, Nakwi Devi, uh, two mm -hmm. different people. Different uh, people. But say, say, same nickname. Um, <laughs> same nickname. Uh, they mm -hmm. had, so I met him and, you know, lo and behold, he came from a, a gym in Thailand. It was called mm -hmm. uh, Luke Prabun, uh, but also mm -hmm. it became known as Luke Prabat. Uh, Luke Prabat, big name, right? Yeah, big name. And they were known for clinching. <laughs> The name from clinching and knee. So like I met him and he clinched me and I said, "Damn, this is where I need to be." <laughs> and, you know, you, you, they say like the the student the uh, the student will find the teacher when the student's mm. ready to learn. So uh, mm. that was one of those opportunities. And we would drive to Los Angeles from Ventura uh, mm -hmm. like four or five times a week. Um, you know, in that the drive it would take maybe like sometimes two hours one way, two and a half mm -hmm. hours. Uh, so we were driving like you know three to four hours to be able to train, and then we ended up uh, me and my friend Roy. We moved down there to go train with him full time, and 
uh, kind of apprentice him. He just opened up his mm-hmm. gym uh, down there. He was teaching out of other places at the time. So he opened up his own uh, Muay Thai gym called Muay Thai School USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through that, I got to learn how to teach. I, I would always show up and uh, do anything I could to help him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether it be like uh, assisting new students, see how he makes the correction, see how he interacts with the student, how he builds them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where we got to meet people uh, through his promotion. They had, it was called Stand Up Promotions. So mm-hmm. uh, the first what, time, what, what was it? What was it? What was it like? Was it? Uh-huh. The, 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 the Stand Up Promotion. Stand up promotions. They had uh, fights in uh, Los Angeles, so uh-huh. they uh, were the first people to bring over Sanchai. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody in Muay Thai knows who Sanchai is. If you don't know who he is, uh, one of the best uh, of the of this time right now. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh he said he beat him three times. <laughs> yeah, so my, three my, times. my dad told that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three times. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the first time Sanchai came here, they they flew mm-hmm. him over and. Um, one of the other instructors at the gym picked him up and we got to meet him and we were, we were kind of, you know, for us, we're kind of starstruck. We knew who Sanchai was. All these other people mm. didn't know who he was. And we're like, man, this guy's like famous in, in Thailand and mm-hmm. we get to hang out with him. It was, it was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. And also um, they brought over Khao Klai, uh, mm. who's known as the giant killer. I think he knocked out Mighty Mo in K1. Mm. If you look up like Muay Thai head kick, it's Kyle Clyde mm-hmm. at a big guy, like the open weight mm-hmm. class. Wow. So uh, we got to meet both of them and uh, train with them a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, I met a lot of uh, other trainers from around the country during that time uh, because mm-hmm. Knockweed had a lot of connections. And mm-hmm. I got to meet You're like, with the right, right man. Yes. I got lucky, you, you know, and we, we went to Thailand, uh, you know, during while we were training with him. And when I learned that he was the right person, Mm-hmm. Is when we went to uh, to train with is I went to Fairtex in Pattaya, mm-hmm. uh, and I met Mr. Wong, mm-hmm. and you know he said, "Oh, I remember Knockweed when he was a boy, and yeah, he's <laughs> a he was a good fighter when he was when he was young. He's a really good ring official." And mm-hmm. I I was like, "Oh man, if if Mr. Wong says he's good and remembers him, like I'm in the right place." <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like the the big boss of Muay Thai right there. So. Uh, and then also one of the trainers from uh, that used to train the champions at Fairtex, his name was Big Yak. Mm-hmm. And he was from the same gym that uh, Kunokweed was from, uh, Luke Prabhat. So they mm-hmm. brought him over because he would help make the correction of the basics for the champions. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so yeah. that, that group were uh, built, like built a lot of, of quality. Uh, teacher, quality instructor for for Muay Thai in in US, especially in your place. Yes, for, yes. For that, so he, yeah, uh, but did he he brought you know, I I think unintentionally, but also very intentional on how wow. how he did it. But he also had uh, there's other Thai instructors that are here in the US that mm-hmm. were in small regions, and I got to meet through him. There's like a a famous one also a fair text fighter, Jong uh, Sanan, uh, mm-hmm. wooden man. So I, I met him, Pinum. He's uh, I met him through that, and I still talk to him and stuff too. He has a Muay Thai gym in San Francisco called Wooden Man Muay Thai. He's very famous, mm-hmm. um, and he's training the UFC fighters. So I met him and a ton, just I, there's so many people to name. Like, sorry if I'm missing your guys' names, but 
Yeah, he he helped establish that and kind of show mm -hmm. like, hey, this is what Muay Thai promotion should be like. Mm -hmm. And uh, they started, some other promoters started picking up on that and started bringing over the a fighter, Ek Pracha, Mina Yotin. You know, he came over to come fight in the U.S. And uh, they brought over more uh, Thai fighters from like Sati Papa Jim uh, with the mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and uh you know getting to meet them and drive them around and kind of build that connection and uh that's around the time that i met your father as well mm -hmm. uh, in like uh 2000 and something yeah, 2010 2010 mm -hmm. 2010 mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's all around that same time and everything just started happening really fast mm -hmm. uh I, I, I sacrificed a lot at the time uh what 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 was your sacrifice sacrifice i you know <laughs> i i sold uh, my blood platelets for money <laughs> really like you, yeah yeah for me i was very skinny at the time so mm -hmm. i had to take iron tablets to be able to donate because i was too low in iron because i was very like uh oh. I, I was fighting a lot right so I was very skinny oh. all the time and maybe not the healthiest but uh mm -hmm. for me i'd take like uh, iron tablets all the time and they'd take the mm -hmm. blood plasma and i would get you know, 75 US dollars every time I donated. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. I referred people, I would get an additional $25. So I referred all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, get, I found out a way, like if I can donate, you know, uh, you know, every three weeks and I'd keep referring people, I, I'd be able to afford groceries and uh, training and stuff like that too, mm -hmm. and, and travel. So um, wow. yeah, during that time, we, you know, got lucky. I was able to go to Thailand on like mm -hmm. a sponsorship as someone who mm -hmm. sponsored me to be able to go. And um, then that's the time where I think, no, I met your dad, I think the previous time before that, but mm -hmm. you know, and then there was a big gap. Uh, mm -hmm. that, Cause I, I moved away from uh, Los Angeles back up to my hometown. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of where I started teaching more because I had mm -hmm. this experience mm -hmm. now and I was still training with my Thai instructor. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have a gym in the, in your hometown now, do, do they? Uh, does, does you have a gym in my hometown? Yeah, the, the time you, you moved from, from no, LA? Yeah. Oh, yes. So there there was a gym that just opened up um, mm -hmm. called the Muay Thai Academy of Ventura. Uh, my great friend, time then. Yeah, it was it was like <laughs> great timing. I remember it was like destiny. Mm -hmm. like, yes, it's meant mm -hmm. to happen. <laughs> uh, my friend Travis was training there. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, uh, Nakmoy. Mm -hmm. he's uh he's like hey cool you can come train with us finally so i went over there and uh i was there for like uh, about a year uh but mm -hmm. I, I and i was trying to help them uh be able to get started and stuff too but mm -hmm. that's generally like the it started there and ended up teaching programs in a bunch of other uh martial arts schools uh from mm -hmm. muay thai and yeah that's kind of how that all started because we didn't have muay thai here and i, I was like hey i can't really fight I tried fighting one time when I would move back and I just, I didn't have the training partners. There was nobody to really push me up here. Mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't have a car at the time because I put all my money in Muay Thai. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, I was selling my blood. You invest a lot. Yeah. You literally like sell your blood to, to, <laughs> to, to continue doing this. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's been the, the biggest thing. Uh, mm. with that there wasn't there was no Muay Thai up here so I was like okay I guess I'll I'll share my experience I had mm. some friends who were fighting in mixed martial arts at the time mm -hmm. um, and I, I helped 
share my experience while I've been learning with them because uh, mm -hmm. I hadn't trained with them in a few years. And a couple of them are like big names, like a champion UFC uh, mm -hmm. now. I'm um, not going to name drop, but they're, they were really uh, big people uh in the future like so like think like eight years later they really blew up had their had their moment mm -hmm. yeah that's how that, that started like teaching i'm not surprised why you are so into this because you you were like there from nothing really mm -hmm. like from day one really in in mm -hmm. at least in ventura mm -hmm. yes And yeah, mm -hmm. and it's the same same with uh, Muay Thai events. Now there's Muay Thai events all the time. You can mm -hmm. fight pretty frequently. We didn't have that opportunity before. อืมนะครับเป็นเค้าอยู่กับมวยไทยเนี่ยแท้ที่อเมริกาเนี่ยก็คือเหมือนอยู่มาตั้งแต่ยังไม่มีอะไรเลยตั้งแต่มวยไท
Um, mm. Can you just like watch us train? Like, yeah, we know you're injured, but can you just watch us and like tell us? And I could, and wow. I had, yeah, I had an old student who's like, hey, I'll help, I'll help hold the pads for them. And uh-huh. uh, his name was Colin. He helped me out uh, big time. Mm-hmm. So I started teaching out of a house. Uh, mm-hmm. a family member um, they had a house we were able to teach out of and so we are just teaching like, like three or four people mm-hmm. and, uh, just doing it that way and uh, by teaching you mean you sit and watch them right watch, because you can't tell, them, them, tell them what to do yeah tell them what to do <laughs> and try to like hey hold like this yeah and wow. I think that's that's what made me a better teacher because I couldn't show uh-huh. yeah yeah you have to be like very good and like descriptive Yes, so I, it allowed me to wow. dig, dig up here from what I've been learning from my um, from my crew, you know, about how uh-huh. he would teach because he was very good because he yeah. spoke English well enough to be able to describe things like the uh-huh. small details of, of Muay Thai, and so it allowed me to kind of go through that. It was like I got to give myself <laughs> another crash course in in everything uh-huh. I've been learning. So uh, started with that and. Next thing you know, I, I was like, "Hey, let's let's find a location to to, to rent from." Uh, so mm-hmm. Found a small location, and uh, then next thing you know, we found a commercial location where we're at now in our flagship mm-hmm. place in, in Ventura, California. And uh, I, I found it was a boxing gym, and they were going mm-hmm. out of business very fast. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was able to uh, buy out their equipment and their lease and uh, go in there, and because I'd been saving up and working a lot. At the time, mm-hmm. uh, what what was your working? What was your <laughs> so work? I was working at a place called Target. I don't know if you have Target. Oh, Target, yeah, yeah. I, I I know the name. Just like like our Lotus, something like that. Yes, right? it's similar. But uh-huh. A little bit better. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> a little bit better. So, yeah. uh-huh. uh, I bring my friends who are, who are like my foreign friends that come to the U.S. I bring them to mm-hmm. Target. They're like. <laughs> like slow, slow down there's better places like but it's one of those like american department stores that they don't have everywhere uh mm. it's like groceries clothes electronics um yeah you know, everything anything you get kitchenware household like like uh if i say the supermarket is lotus target is more like like uh, the mall or something like that yes no? it's like a mall in oh. one store wow wow yeah wow, wow. it's it's insane mm. uh mm-hmm. I was working for there for them. My friend mm-hmm. helped me get a job there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is when I was still recovering from a back injury and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a job there. Uh, also got a job at uh, Herzog Wine Cellars. It's like a kosher wine uh, mm-hmm. cellar. That's I guess the biggest kosher wine uh, distributor in North America and producer. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> learned a little bit about uh, Jewish culture by working there. That was interesting. And uh mm-hmm. Actually, met some of my students who there at the wine bar. They they still train with me today. I, I, mm-hmm. when I was working there. I'm like, yeah, this working with you. Yeah, mm. like when I was there, I would serve them wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I was working. Now you guys. serve them pads. <laughs> <laughs> now I serve them pads exactly. <laughs> so um, mm. when, when I was there, I'm like, hey, I have this place that I'm opening up and. Uh, you know, if you guys want to come check it out, I, I'm not going to be working here that much longer. I'm going to be focusing mm-hmm. on it full time. Uh, right now, I'm doing part time. If you want to come check it out, this is where you can find me. I give them my card, and they're, they're still with me to this day. Mm, so. That's really like cute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it came uh, full circle, is what we would say, mm-hmm. uh, and that was very much. 
Uh, that was that was tough. I would wake up. I was teaching class about five thirty. I would wake up four thirty a.m. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, teach class five thirty, and then I would go work at Target or the uh-huh. wine cellar. And uh, then mm-hmm. in the afternoon, I would go to uh, teach the kids. Sometimes go mm-hmm. back to work for a few hours, and then mm-hmm. go teach in that afternoon, like around eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to train. So you work like how many hours? How many? Hours per day. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to bed. I'll, I'll go to bed about sometimes as late as like one a.m. and not to wake up four thirty a.m. You sleep like uh, three hours a day. It it was terrible. I, yeah, it was terrible. you have to hold pads. You have to do, do the everything. like yeah job that requires many. Uh, that is very physical. Yeah. 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 So yeah. That that but the thing is that when you I I really enjoy Muay Thai so. Doing the teaching at the time mm-hmm. wasn't like that was my fun time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, this is what I want to do, and everything else is just going to kind of support that, and it's just it is what it is. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's how that created. But some sometimes I would get lucky and I would get a full night's sleep, uh, but, mm-hmm. but most of the times <laughs> very like eight, working eighteen hours a day, mm-hmm. you know, at least. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, mm-hmm. very frustrated, very very mad, Jonathan. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> does, does it Jonathan. affect your like your mood, your emotion? Oh, absolutely. Uh, at the mm-hmm. time, you know, you hear people they talk about like entrepreneurship. You got to work all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and as sometimes, yeah. But you also need to take care of yourself. Uh, for me, mm-hmm. I almost got fired from one of my jobs because I was so I was so mad because like I. I, wow, I, I haven't was, seen that before. Oh, like, it, it takes ever. a lot. It takes a mm-hmm. lot to get me upset. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm supposed to be off 9 p.m. Right? Mm-hmm. So at the wine cellar, and mm-hmm. I know I had to be up 4:30 a.m. to teach. So like, okay, no problem. So mm-hmm. normally what I would do is I would take the the take. It's called melatonin to help you mm-hmm. fall asleep. Melatonin sleep. Normally, yeah, I would, like mm-hmm. when my shift's about to end, I would take the melatonin. When I get home, I could sleep right away. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like uh, do my thing to settle down. Just okay, mm-hmm. go to sleep. So I, I took my melatonin at nine nine o'clock, and my boss said I, I had to stay. Uh, and then next thing you know, oh. it's eleven uh, thirty, and uh, oh. they very understaffed at the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, they they booked an event. I it was me and my two managers. I had to help serve two hundred and fifty people, food and everything, and. I got no tips. Wow. <laughs> that come like come out of like came out of nowhere. No s- warning. No signs before. No, they they were they were caught for two. That's why they only had me on on schedule. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I got very upset because they said, "Jonathan, mm-hmm. we're we're all, we're all had a long day, and you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it made it very hard because you have to do like inventory end of the day and all these, you know." Take care of the money and everything like that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things you have to do, and since there was so much, it was just there's so much inventory. I think they had like over 200 bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think is the owner had come down at the time, and he took out wine from different inventory. So and they're uh, not they're not he messed things up. Uh, yeah, but it, he's the <laughs> owner; he can do what he wants. But it just made things better, right? So uh-huh. um, when we come in to to finish, my manager said, "Oh." You know, we all had to bite down and, and and just do our part. But I'm going home. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Your manager said that. <laughs> yeah, at the time, and, wow, and you know, wow. given he had a hard day too. But for me, mm-hmm. it's just like, man, you're just abandoning me. You know, 
Yeah, I would be mad too. Now I understand. I took it as a learning experience. They took it as a learning experience. I didn't get fired. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it also gave me some things like, hey, I'm, I never want to do that to my team. Never wow. That's never learning there. Yeah. So uh, that's that was the kind of stuff that would happen. I would work late and wake up early and teach and be on with my day. Mm-hmm. Do so, it again the next day. Mm-hmm. If I if I am to summarize here, uh, what is your maybe let's say the most important things that helps you uh, come from being, I would say, average Joe mm-hmm. <laughs> to <laughs> to being like. Uh, to having your your own gym, I would oh, say like, uh, what what well, what what is the most uh, important things? Maybe let's give me like one or two or three. Yeah. So goal setting, having clear defined goals, mm-hmm. uh, have long term goal, but also have short term goals, like mm-hmm. uh, small mm-hmm. things. If your goal is to run a business, okay. So what do you need for business? All right, I need to save a thousand dollars in my bank account. Uh, I need mm-hmm. to. Uh, learn a new skill that's going to help me, whether it be like mm-hmm. web development or social media, right? Mm-hmm. Those things are going to help make that long-term goal happen. Uh, mm-hmm. So having clearly defined goals, you can't just say, uh, one day I'm going to start a business. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. You just say, hey, I have a goal to start my business. Mm-hmm. And what I need to do from there is these things. I have to figure it out. No one's mm-hmm. going to tell you what you need to do, but you have to figure it out. Wow. So, and uh, also when, uh, when, Things are really hard. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You'll learn mm-hmm. from them. Uh, it's mm-hmm. frustrated. You'll be and you yell at your manager and almost get fired. You'll. It's it's a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. I'd say that's that's the biggest one. Just uh, stay focused on what it is that you really want and what you're mm-hmm. passionate about. บทเรียนจากครูโจนาธานนะครับที่ตะกี้ครูโจนาธานสรุปให้ฟังเล่าให้เราฟังมันทีเดียวเลยล่ะนะครับว่าหลังจากที่มีประสบการณ์การเป็นครูมวยอยู่ระดับหนึ่งแล้วเนี่ยนะครับก็เริ่มที่จะเออเรามีเป้าหมายและที่จะมีค่ายมวยเป็นค่ายมวยเป็นของตัวเองนะครับผมถามคุณจนาธานว่าอะไรคือสิ่งที่สําคัญนะครับที่จะทําให้เราเนี่ยไปถึงเป้าหมายนั้นได้นะครับเพราะผมเองเนี่ยก็ยังมีอีกเยอะเลยล่ะที่ต้องเรียนรู้นะครับคุณจนาธานบอกว่าจะต้องมีเป้าหมายที่ชัดเจนนะครับทั้งระยะสั้นและระยะยาวนะครับเป็นเป้าหมายที่ต้องชัดทีเดียวเลยล่ะไม่ใช่แค่ว่าเออวันหนึ่งอยากจะมีธุรกิจฉันอยากจะมีธุรกิจมีธุรกิจอะไรเหมือนของครูจันทานอยากมีค่ายมวยใช่ไหมครับแล้วอะไรที่สําคัญลองลิสต์ออกมาก็คือเป็นเงินเหมือนเขาบอกอมีเงินในบัญชีเท่านี้เท่านี้เพื่อที่จะไปมีประสบการณ์เท่านี้เท่านี้นะครับเราจะเห็นได้ว่าแต่ละที่ที่คุณจนทานไปเนี่ยมันซึมซับประสบการณ์มาทั้งเรื่องของงานบริการเองทั้งเรื่องของการทําเว็บไซต์การทำโซเชียลมีเดียต่างๆเพื่อทําให้ค่ายมวยเนี่ยมันโตไปได้มากขึ้นในระยะยาวเป็นคนที่ผมใช้คําว่าอ่านเกมขาดอ่านเกมได้ดีนะครับก่อนหน้านี้เจอครูจนาธานค่อนข้างเซอร์ไพรส์มากๆที่เห็นว่าเฮ้ยเขาเป็นคนในวงการมวยแต่ทําไมหัวคิดอะไรเขาเขาไปข้างหน้าจังเลยอ่ะนะครับเขาทันโลกอยู่ตลอดเวลาตอนนี้รู้แล้วล่ะว่าเบื้องลึกเบื้องหลังเนี่ยมันไม่ใช่สิ่งที่มาโดยบังเอิญว่ามันเป็นสิ่งที่เขาตั้งใจเก็บสะสมมานะครับตอนนี้มาทักทายคอมเมนต์กันสักหน่อยนะครับ let's say hi to our viewers now นะครับคุณพ่อมาด้วย my dad is here too นะครับสวัสดีครับป้าไม่ได้เจอกันหลายวันนะเพราะว่าอยู่หอตลอดเลยนะน้องเกียรตินะนะครับสวัสดีคุณ
คุณลุงนครนะครับสวัสดีครับนะครับน้องนัทสวัสดีจ้าอาจารย์กรีนอาจารย์กรีนสวัสดีครับมาเยี่ยมชมไลฟ์ด้วยดีใจมากเลยนะครับผมอืมอ่าโอเค let's move to our next session we yeah. we got uh, plenty of lessons from your yes. from your past it's very like useful for all of us me yes. and I think all the audience get it get the message oh, oh. you want to <laughs> <laughs> okay now it's uh, it's Difficult time mm-hmm. from from that day when you first start and uh, until now. I think you you collecting uh, the students, collecting students, collecting experiences, yes. uh-huh. and you also uh, attended many official events too to get yes. the connection right. Mm-hmm. I think I think throughout your your life, your careers, one one important thing, especially in in Muay Thai business, I think it's connection. Yes, right. Uh, how how do you How how do you build it? And until these very days, uh, so the well now we have social media, mm. and with social media, it's such like a, a important important mm-hmm. uh, piece. A lot of people they hear the media part, but the social part they <sighs> neglect. So wow. we're, we're very we're very you know lucky to be in this time where we can be halfway across the world and have uh, you know video uh, in <laughs> in conversation. But mm-hmm. to be able to do that is just reaching out and talking to people, mm-hmm. asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know, in just getting outside of your comfort zone. So wow. a lot of people get comfortable and they don't mm-hmm. want to ask. They feel nervous, like oh, you know, why me? You know, why would mm-hmm. I ask? And why they, me? It, oh, I love that word. Why? Like why? Why? Why would I ask? Why would anybody care? Answer me. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe ask because you're probably not the only one that feels that way or has that question. You just mm-hmm. had to have the 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 courage to start um, mm-hmm. to to ask, you know, and 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 be able to network and just you know seek the information. It's so easy; it's at your fingertips now, literally, uh, like on our, <laughs> our phones. You know, you have it on our phones, like in our pocket. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Oh, let me see. Is this still your iPhone four <laughs> you, that you're using with the uh, Audible I- case? I'm being, I'm being blasted right now, but yes, it, it's actually it's not the iPhone. Can I see 4, him? Can I see him? It is. It is the iPhone SE, and the case is damaged. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This thing has been through so many things, but I don't want to get a new phone. I've tried. I tried to get a new phone here, but uh-huh. the, the people here they're they're lazy <laughs> at the phone shop. I waited there for a half hour, and then I just walked out because I said, "Okay, I'll, I guess I guess we can keep this phone for a bit." But it's still yeah, in good shape. Yeah. I take the phone out; it's still in a mm-hmm. uh, really good condition. You know, mm-hmm. it's the iPhone, yeah. the first iPhone SE. It's like the iPhone Seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, this thing I learned from you that uh, we have to invest in in the case. It would save a lot. Yes, it saves a lot of money. That so you got that for me? Like you were like, hey, I need a good case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's a different brand, but but yeah, it's uh uh. The what, what what do you call it? We call it like a life proof case, like you can drop yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. yeah. So having that at your fingertips is so powerful, mm-hmm. and it's something I think is really neglected. Uh, in for, for me too, I neglected it until like uh, shutdowns last year. Uh, you know, I see COVID 19 down here, and uh, mm-hmm. that that really made me have to really like. Uh, Get very good at, at using it that way, and get my personality on social media, mm-hmm. because you know, for me, you've seen me. I like to talk to people, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It helps. It helps, right? Yeah, it, it does. And that's something that Muay Thai gave me the confidence to do. I didn't have that always when I was growing up. Wow. Wow. This, oh, this thing is one thing I share with people. I think, I think we've, we've, we found it useful because uh, people ask me why I love talking to people. Uh -huh. I think, I think uh, I recall it when I'm, I'm, I'm with my dad, you know, I'm with mm. my dad at the gym and different people come mm. and, and he, he have me say hello to all the people to mm. at least be comfortable with, with different people. I think that, that, what, that is what like Muay Thai teach us. Yeah, you know, it's, mm. it's especially like the, the international setting that you find in your gym, you know, your, mm. your, your family's gym in is mm -hmm. you get people from all around the world and different cultures and they're experiencing mm -hmm. that culture uh, clash like I talked about earlier and mm -hmm. uh, getting them to feel comfortable. It's like, hey, whether you, you know, you're learning a little bit of Mandarin or Cantonese mm -hmm. or English or Spanish mm -hmm. and, and speaking their language to say hi, you know, that mm -hmm. means so much to some people and uh, makes them open up to you. Mm -hmm. so. And and I think being in Muay Thai is that uh, People might, other people might feel, feel uncomfortable or feel unsafe when they are with like different people. But, but for me, I'm with people who punch, but they are so nice. <laughs> so I, so I'm, I'm not like afraid of people that much. <laughs> this yeah, this see, is very helpful for me. <laughs> absolutely. I can definitely understand. It's like the confidence mm -hmm. of being able to defend yourself and being with people, like-minded people who are very nice and very humble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's one of the things that attracted me to Muay Thai to begin with is like the demeanor of the champions. Because it helps me find out that people are not like, are not that bad or not as bad as you think. Okay. There, there are some bad people, but, yeah. but like maybe like three out of 10 or two out of 10, <laughs> there are plenty of people that you, you don't know them. Are you, you doing, you seeing them being, being mean to some people, but that's not like their whole, their whole life. That their whole, mm, that's not their whole. Mm. Mm, that's not their whole. Their whole thing. Yeah, they're yeah a small portion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, now so you talk about COVID nineteen, which is really great because uh, you are running, still running after COVID nineteen. I see many, many of my friends. They have to maybe pause it, maybe quit. Yeah. Uh, how how do you like maintain it? I, I think I, I heard that you fought with <laughs> government sometimes oh, too, right? <laughs> man, this past year has been one giant test. I feel mm. for like a uh, small business around the world, but mm. you know, here in the U.S. is every country is different because mm -hmm. each country's regulations for like handling business is different, and mm -hmm. you know like here in the U.S. we have credit cards like Thailand. People don't. It's a cash based. Uh, economy mm, yeah. in Thailand. Yeah, more, you can't go, more you can't go to the street vendor and say, "Here's my credit card for for my for my." Oh, uh, actually, now we use like a Q, QR code. Yeah, just like ah, in I guess oh, you oh, use oh, that too. Right? Apologies. <laughs> no, can you can, can you show us uh, your yeah, kids? Yeah, yeah, I'll bring them up here in, in a little bit. Hey, Ellie, come here. <laughs> oh, come here. This is my my family. That's pretty cool. She she's in trouble. You're not in trouble. Say hi. Is it Al? Hi. Is one of the dogs? Yeah, she thinks she's in trouble. No, it's okay. It's okay. What's her name? What's her name? Uh, L. L. 
L. L like L? L? Yeah, like that. Yeah, like the letter L. L. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Hi, L. Hi. You want to do the interview too? <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be fun. We got quite a few dogs here at the house. So, um, with with like the um, with the business stuff too, you know, like you 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 start using like the um, what not WeChat uh, Line. I think he has. Ah, like yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So and that's good, but you, they still don't have like the the credit cards. You know, like here you have like a bank card, and you don't have the money, but you can spend it. Mm, 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 and mm, not every country has that and that that makes it very hard and difficult for business and for people to live mm, 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 you know me and you've talked a little like, bit about like like loan you mean you mean like loan you have to essentially like a loan yeah uh -huh, uh -huh, like uh -huh. a temporary loan um mm. but it's i think it's hard for people in countries like thailand and mm -hmm. cambodia and uh, mexico to get this money you know they mm. can't get it it's hard and there's a lot of tourism in thailand here we're very lucky you know, we have those things and um, it still made it very frustrating though uh, for us. Cause there's some things where our, our country did really good and some places where they did really bad. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the things is they did a, like for your home, if you pay rent for your home, mm -hmm. they froze it. You didn't have to pay rent all last year. You didn't have to, but the thing That's is as great. soon as, yeah, as soon as they lift it up though, you can be kicked out if you didn't pay. Wow. Um, yeah. It, but the thing is with, businesses for the mm -hmm. lease for business uh, mm -hmm. what they call a commercial lease they didn't do that so mm -hmm. some people they allow you to continue to, well, to some people open? though no you couldn't stay open you had to continue paying oh yeah so some people the landlords they like uh they would work with the business you know mm -hmm. we were lucky our landlord worked with us we still paid you know we did we paid full amount for the first like three months after that i'm like mm -hmm. hey <laughs> I, what's going on? We need to figure it out, and mm -hmm. um, they they wanted to to work with us too, and we're able mm -hmm. to, to figure that out. But then there's stuff like uh, here we have what's called unemployment. You mm -hmm. know, somebody gets let go because of this. They have money reserved to be able to pay. Mm -hmm. the, they the they, they help you with that, right? They help the unemployment. Yeah, mm -hmm. but they, the the thing is, you have to work here, and you have to pay into it in order to get it. So wow. um, it's like if, a tax or something. It, it's like a tax. Yeah. It's, uh -huh. it's called a, it's an unemployment insurance is what it's called. Insurance. So oh, insurance. Happens, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What happens is the business when they pay mm -hmm. an employee mm -hmm. business pays a portion uh, mm -hmm. to unemployment in part mm -hmm. of the payroll mm -hmm. uh, go from that. The person, their money they're getting goes towards mm -hmm. unemployment also. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. everybody that is employed in our state pays into that. So we have these systems that that help, and it, it it was very bad. It got overloaded. Some people mm -hmm. went without money for like two or three months mm -hmm. before they finally got were able to get access to it. it Your so city, uh, so, so sorry. It's okay. No, that's yeah. that's that's really it with that. It was it was not fun. I felt bad. <laughs> for people. Your city shut down for for how long? For like a whole year or how many months? It shut down for March, I think, 18th and 19th was the official, like, closure, uh, uh -huh. 2020. And then and it reopened. And uh, it, it didn't really fully open. They did, like, they allowed, uh, like, Muay Thai, martial arts, stuff like that, uh, uh -huh. restaurants to be open June 15th, I think. And then it closed down again, uh, or, like, July 15th, I think. And then it closed uh -huh. down again one month later in August uh -huh. uh, 2020. And then they just reopened, I think, in 
March. Um, that was like the reopening. So almost, almost a full mm -hmm. year of like not being able to make income. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it, it affected a lot of people. The unemployment rate went up very high and we had a crazy mm -hmm. election, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching it from, from afar. <laughs> oh yeah. The, I think the whole world was watching it. It was like, is this mm -hmm. the final, the season finale of America? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that created, uh, from a business standpoint, a lot of uncertainty mm -hmm. for us. We got very lucky. Like, you know, we've been established for, for like six years by the point when that hit. So mm -hmm. that allowed us to have like some savings and to plan mm -hmm. and to be able to figure out how to save money and, uh, be mm -hmm. able to be able to reopen when it was time to reopen. Uh, but it got, so we, we, we dried up through that by the time it was like August and, mm -hmm. um, it, it just created some very big issues uh, financially and stuff like that too. And mm. uh, I wanted to, I had this really awesome team. We wanted to keep employed. Uh, mm. They gave us some uh, small loans for, mm. uh, to be able to pay for mm. employees. Mm. Uh, and they're supposed to forgive it. They're supposed to give mm. like the forgiveness uh, on the loan, mm -hmm. uh, free money, I guess. I don't know. As long wow. as you use wow, it, wow. Like, payroll. Yeah. Uh -huh. it's, it's very, very strange from a capitalism it, standpoint. Uh, it, would be, it would be great because uh, I think this one is a problem that, that we are facing here in Thailand too. I, I, I spoke with like many, many people, many business owners. They mm -hmm. say that uh, like in other part of the world, they have to, the government have to uh, help, help the business, help the uh, small uh, mm -hmm. businesses. Uh, so that they can still continue to pay people, mm -hmm. uh, but 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 now what uh, what we mostly do is that we we pay people, so yeah. the business die, so when when they reopen, there are no like employment no happen. Yeah, yeah. There, there are no money to continue because the of, like many of the business like dies cool. out. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're you're hitting the same issue here still because mm -hmm. it was such a long period of time. Like the the loan they give you lasts only two maybe two months for, for paying. Mm -hmm. We're closed almost one year, so they give mm -hmm. two of them. Um, but it's like now there's the forgiveness process. I, I began that mm -hmm. and I, I got denied my first application because there is an error on there and there. <laughs> so they, that's gonna say that I owe the money. You know, I'm like okay. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> so we'll see that to be continued on that one, uh, mm -hmm. but it, having these programs it helps. But the thing is, it's also from an economic standpoint, it's very mm -hmm. dangerous because they're they're essentially mm -hmm. printing money. It's not. Back oh yes, it. yes. The America that I heard that the QE something. Like that? Yeah, well, it's now we, that's why I think uh, you see stuff like the cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, uh -huh. all these things uh -huh. blowing up yeah, everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, because it, it's like okay, so what oh, is currency? It, what what does it mean? Yeah. So um, that's that's what we're seeing a lot of, and uh, you know now that we're like they got the official opening, mm -hmm. like okay here in in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, like back in Ju July when we were able to open, not a lot of people came back. It was very like. Are they still know. like? Uh insecure or, or, or what or, yeah, back, back then yes now with the vaccine and a mm -hmm. lot of the media and stuff like that too saying like hey you can go out now and, and pushing that pushing that message it's like mm -hmm. the best marketing ad ever 
in it, the opposite of what they're saying last year, you know, is like last year was like, don't be around people, don't work out. <laughs> home. Mm. And some of those things well, is like, yeah, yeah so, you know, some of those things though, I, I like, you know, they're finding were incorrect. Like they need people mm-hmm. to be active. They need people to be fit. Mm-hmm. They need people to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And they learn too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is they, they never corrected that. And it, it hurt, mm-hmm. you know, businesses like ours. Cause the thing is mm-hmm. we had part of the solution is, mm-hmm. is health. Mm-hmm. It's having a healthy mm-hmm. lifestyle and, and figuring mm-hmm. out how to do that. And mm-hmm. um, for like our business that we have in the US, we were one of the only businesses like the our business um, industry, so they put mm-hmm. Muay Thai in health and fitness, health and wellness. Mm-hmm. It's the only industry in the U.S., one of the only ones that didn't get uh, any relief from the federal government here. So mm-hmm. uh, everybody else, like the restaurant industry, they made it mm-hmm. so they, they changed the tax code for a lot of things to make it very beneficial for people to go to restaurants. They made it very mm-hmm. easy for them to get for like uh, be able to help with their income taxes and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. our industry, we didn't get that. We didn't get any help. Mm-hmm. We didn't get loan like a, anything besides the payroll loan, nothing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it, it made. Do they it, have plan for that in the future? In no, the near future? No. no. Wow. No, it, they and it, that's where a lot of frustration is because it's it's health mm-hmm. and wellness. It's about being healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, uh, you know, it, things that can be done safely during that time. And, uh, it was just black. You have the protocol, you have the restriction, of course, yeah. on, on the place. Yeah. Mm. So it, it made it very frustrating because, um, mm. you know, we had people who came into our, uh, Muay Thai gym when we we're allowed to be open and yelled at, at like, you know, all of our students, you know, like, uh, calling them bad people. The officials? No, not oh, the officials, no, just, just, just people. Wow. Yeah, they they come in and, and say uh-huh. this. And uh, then the officials too, yeah, we had uh, people here coming in. Me and uh, my wife were in our business, and mm-hmm. they said we couldn't be there. Uh, it's my business. I'm paying rent. So I'm are, paying they like, are, are they being Karen? <laughs> yeah. You call them yes, Karen, are, right? Oh, <laughs> very Karen. There's very Karen and Ken. Oh, Karen and Ken. I feel bad for any of my friends named Karen. Uh, We have have words in Thai too. I'm not sure if you know that. Do do you know that? No, no. We we call Manut Pa. Do you know that? We call like Auntie. (laughs) Auntie who like Auntie Karen like that. We call Manut Pa. Hey, don't don't be Manut Pa, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Manut is uh, like human, right? And Pa yeah. is aunt. Don't be like the aunt. The yeah, yeah, the yeah. That translates very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. This is this is how you have to like uh, your obstacle during the COVID time, and apart from that, uh, being thirty something among the COVID, do, do do you love it or or not? Do you think you have like enough? Uh, materials to to deal with all the things, all the people, all the uh, everything. Or do you think uh, it? Why why is not my forties or something? Yeah, so I, I'm very lucky. I have a team. So wow. we have the second location uh, in Santa Barbara. Also, like that's not just mm-hmm. me. I have a partner up there uh, mm-hmm. that that runs things up there, and, and you know, a partner for for building it. So you know, his name's Ryan. Great guy. Mm-hmm. He's the one that manage that I, if it was just me i couldn't i couldn't do anything you know mm-hmm. it would be it'd be hectic so our team like uh, with our 
uh, staff, our instructors, like our, our, our desk staff, like our office staff, mm-hmm. we would not be able to handle any of this stuff. Like mm-hmm. for me, I, you can see I have, I have 32, I have pretty good amount of gray hairs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I see that like more and more every time we meet. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm so it's sorry. okay. I'm I'm having okay. my own too. I'm having. My yeah, own I, too. <laughs> well, I can't see. I can't see as much. Like the light right now is not doing me any favors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least am I being so rude? At least we have hair though. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah. Um. That that's uh, what I'm. I'm being insecure. I'm being afraid of because my my dad. <laughs> I start to see him in his like forty onwards. He start like losing it. <laughs> Careful! I'm so worried right now. Yeah, maybe I have to to prepare for that. <laughs> maybe we. Maybe I. In ten years, twenty years, I I'm like a kumono. Yeah, just shave it off. So. Uh... Yeah, that's definitely, um, you know, ha- having that, ha- having that, that's definitely more gray hairs this past year too than, than mm. in 2020. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, oh, I, I, I see uh, people who, a man who have like more and more gray hair is Mr. Obama during his like eight years. Yeah, because yeah. of the stress, right? Yes, yes. You'll see, uh, I think a lot of presidents, they, they feel mm. that. Uh, mm. And you see it too, like yeah, very visibly, yeah. the amount of stress. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. definitely that that adds up, and that's where having a good team comes into play. Yeah. Uh, it, it just I feel like the resources, and that's why I really didn't want to give up my team. Mm. Uh, we we let them we we put everyone on unemployment in March 2020, and then when we brought everybody back, I'm like I'm keeping anybody that came back. I'm keeping as many of you as I can, and doing mm. anything I can to keep you. So mm. uh, because we we all we enjoyed what we do. And we worked mm-hmm. hard for it. It wasn't just me at that point. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we have our team that sacrificed mm-hmm. a lot. So uh, I'm just very grateful to have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody at Pumota Ventura in Santa Barbara, they're great people and uh, they do a lot to help and they, they go above and beyond mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times. And uh, and we, we have hard times, we have hard days. Uh, mm-hmm. And we have like a group chat and like WhatsApp and we just, you know, we'll make jokes about it. <laughs> like what like what like, you know, <laughs> like if when we had the the county going by and, and doing this stuff like oh guess guess who came by today and showed the notice <laughs> and everybody's just you know making jokes about it and it it, mm. it makes it a little bit more manageable to be able to, mm. to figure that out because it, then it mm. it makes it like hey we're, we're all like that team our team is in it together mm-hmm. so that was the biggest thing and uh, for resources that would be the number one that allowed us to to weather that storm of 2020. Mm, what and and apart from uh just uh dealing with with what's coming i see that you start uh, uh to start like new mini projects i, I see many of them uh yeah. you start to expand to various channels how how yes. like how does that first start during so the that- covid I started doing shutdowns and I realized mm-hmm. real quick that the only way to really interact with people is everybody's in front of their phones. Mm-hmm. They had nicer phones than me. Uh, <laughs> but I just invested in like a new camera in mm-hmm. December, November, 2019 mm-hmm. to make content and stuff, make videos. And I was like, Oh, I guess I'm going to focus on that now. So I really mm-hmm. took an Instagram marketing course, uh, mm-hmm. social, and I'd been doing social media stuff before. I never had time to focus on it. So now I had time. 
It's one of those mm-hmm. things I always wanted to grow out. I just never had time to do it. So oh, now I had time. Uh, and being able to focus on that and build it. And I had the facility I could go mm-hmm. make videos at with me and my family. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Sorry, say that again? You, you are, uh, I, I mean, you have your own f- facility, so you can make like content anytime. It's like mm-hmm. your big studio now, which yeah. uh, nobody is coming to yes. because it's, it's shut down. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, sorry. Hey. Shh. Is he? Sorry, like, but he agrees with us, right? Yeah, they agree. <laughs> um, but then there's stuff like uh, TikTok mm-hmm. was growing uh, growing during the time here in the U.S. during shutdowns. Here too. With uh, shutdowns happening and having the explosion of TikTok, I started learning about TikTok and everything like mm-hmm. that too. So... Um, when that started happening, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm, I need to figure out how to get uh, more engagement on that and how to get more time in front of these people. Oh. And uh, I know that Muay Thai, there wasn't a lot of Muay Thai media that was like original content that was out there. And I felt like we had a really unique way and a unique time to have that attention of our local audience and an international audience too. Mm. So um, I just started making as many videos as I could and just started posting a lot, seeing what worked. And mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had a couple of videos that went viral. The first one was me punching my wife in the face during sparring. <laughs> mm. I saw the one that you punch in the belly. Well, that one too. That one, yeah. It's like yeah, there's so many like the stupidest things are what people like seeing, but it's also very funny. Like I, I'm guilty too. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. You know, <laughs> it, you just scroll past it. But for us, the content we're really trying to get out there, like that, that's more like a brand outreach to get people to see our logo right mm. um in brand awareness but like for us we really want to engage oh mm-hmm. really want to are, are we seeing the the screen now yes yeah and you know we, we expanded onto youtube uh we ran uh-huh. the only 24 7 live muay thai stream for muay thai fights uh, like here what, yeah, what, what, where you, here? right there at the top there yeah ah. so uh i i made that originally for my students mm-hmm. Oi. What what was happening there? <laughs> the dogs are being dogs. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm gonna mute myself for one second. <laughs> I'm showing audiences uh, different channels. Yes, so we have. Um, sorry, one second. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's going on long. Um, so with uh, everything that's with the YouTube channel growing and stuff mm-hmm. like that too, I made that originally for my students. And the reason we did it for our students is I wanted them to know who in Muay Thai to follow or like find mm-hmm. who these fighters are that help build the sport. So like a lot of times you see the the name, but it's in Thai. So mm-hmm. I put it in English so they can. Hey, I really like that how Red Corner how they're fighting. Mm-hmm. I can look them up and find more uh, fights from them. Uh, see what gym they're from and follow them. Uh, so that that's my idea behind that. And it's done a really good job, I feel. A lot of my students, they watch all the time and uh, help create an education for Muay Thai through that. Mm. Uh, what is the message in in each of your your different channels? What 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 is the message you want to tell all, uh, your students during the the shutdown, the time you shut down, you want to tell them like to stay healthy. You want to invite them back when everything opens, or or, or, yeah. or what? The the biggest thing was staying engaged and just knowing like, hey, you know, we're we're all going through a hard time. This is mm-hmm. Luna. 
Hi. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. So how, how, old, how old is she? She's uh, eight months. Mm. Eight months old. Yeah. And a uh, great dog. I love uh, Siberian. <laughs> Good dog. Yes. Right. They, so what ended up happening is uh, the mm-hmm. message we sent out to our students was mm-hmm. mainly, you know, hey, this this will get over. It's a great time to practice our martial mm-hmm. arts, our Muay Thai mindset to be mm-hmm. able to overcome difficult situations mm-hmm. and know that this time is going to end. And yeah, while times may really suck right now, that it's going to get better. And we're going to be here when it gets better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to be here when it gets better. Mm-hmm. And you can, uh, and, and you also like encourage them to, to stay healthy, right? Because health yeah. is like everything, the We most did. precious. Yeah, we That's do like it. online. We did like online classes. We did like online courses, a bunch of free content videos on our YouTube uh, podcast. Talk about mm-hmm. like uh, just to share because the people ask me all the time, like, how did Putin Muay Thai start? So like sharing mm-hmm. our story about how we started. We never had a grand opening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been. It just go, go, go. I, I saw it. It just like keep coming and it's happened. Yeah, um, like no big start, but 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 now it's it's coming. Yeah, it's happening now, and uh, you know, weathering through that the past year uh, with our mm-hmm. team has been like now that we we made it and it, it, things are opening, it's it's really becoming like, hey, this is this was worth it, mm-hmm. it was worth waiting, and uh, there's a lot of opportunities coming up, uh, mm-hmm. like our, our uh, gym in uh, our Muay Thai Academy in Santa Barbara, Pu Muay Thai Santa Barbara is expanding into a new location. Uh, mm-hmm. That would never happen. We wouldn't have been able to afford this location had COVID-19 not shut down business because mm-hmm. the landlords mm-hmm. now have all these empty spaces and they want people in it. So they're willing to make deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's like, but had we not been able to be smart ahead of time, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have made it to a point where we even had money like you're talking about in Thailand. You spend money paying the employees. You don't have money to be able to restart your business. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we are very fortunate that like uh, the planning was very good leading up to it, and I have a I have a business coach that helps keep me sane through <laughs> a lot of it too. Uh, his name is Nick Wilson, great guy, mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of like, hey man, this is gonna get better. Do every you're doing everything you can. You're doing better than most people. You know, for us, mm-hmm. we lost about eighty uh, percent of our income, seventy percent of our income mm-hmm. uh, during shutdowns. But some people they lost all of it. So very grateful exactly. that we were able to weather that. <laughs> About the the new location in Santa Barbara, uh, mm-hmm. what to expect? Is it oh, just man. like bigger, or you have anything installed okay. there? Oh uh-huh. man, we got some, a lot <laughs> of ideas coming in. So Santa Barbara mm-hmm. is. Do you know what Beverly? Do you know what Beverly Hills is? Heard of it. Tell, tell me more. Tell me more. It's a very popular area in LA. It's like where a lot of celebrities are at. The cop at Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, you know all these names. Um, and it, it's like a very famous area. And mm-hmm. it, it, it was very small and it, it just grew out because a lot of celebrities moved there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Barbara, I, I'm lucky I'm from this area, you know, born mm-hmm. there and raised in Ventura in Santa Barbara. And Now it's that's becoming an area like Oprah where it lives there. They have uh, Ella DeGeneres, like all these big celebrities. They own homes in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, uh, Meghan Markle and and Prince Harry. You know, Prince he's Harry. They, oh, Meghan they, and Prince Harry. Yes, yeah, they, they live. They live there too. Yeah, they wow. live there. So um, what ended up happening is as uh, this place is growing out, uh, mm-hmm. 
it has an airport there as well. And now a lot of the airlines during COVID, because people don't want to fly to Los Angeles because of a lot of the restrictions, they fly into Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara, there's less restrictions and it's easier. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more tourism coming in through there now. All the airlines are going Mm -hmm. there instead. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity for tourism from around the country to be able to come visit. Uh, mm-hmm. Our plan is to have be able to host uh, Muay Thai uh, events there as well. Wow! Um, in the the community, like the the city there, uh, they handled uh, a lot of things differently. The city of Santa Barbara handled handled things differently than the city of Ventura. Mm-hmm. So better uh, or or better, much, much better. Uh, wow. and that's one of the reasons we had an opportunity to expand in Ventura first, and I passed it because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure mm-hmm. how the city was going to handle it. So uh, Santa Barbara handled it great. And I, I was like, hey, this is a great time to expand there. Let's do it there. Um, so uh, having like the tourism aspect, similar to like what you get in town, we're going to, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out a way on how to make a tourist friendly experience with our, our Muay Thai Academy as well. Mm, uh, maybe you take them to places there or what? Well, people, you know, they're known, Santa Barbara is like shopping, surfing, uh, you know, the beach is there, very nice. Uh, you know, Muay Thai cool. and surfing, <laughs> exactly, or in like yoga. I I don't know yet, but it's just very nice. Nature is not too far from there too, so it's just a really good place to be. Wow, it's gonna yeah. be great. It's gonna be yeah. great. Yeah, it's it's gonna be the the team that they have that we have up there too is is great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, I'll, I'll be teaching there just a little bit, but focusing on helping support the team that's there and that's building, uh, be able to uh, operate and be able to get this going because. Um, that's been the the biggest thing is they stuck through this too. They were only in business for one year, then COVID hit, and they made it. So wow, <laughs> yeah, it's Great it's very hard. And believe me, we, we wanted to throw in the towel a couple of times, um, mm. but we we stuck it out, and now we get to uh, enjoy that. Uh, you know, eating that. You know, it's like getting hit really hard and getting back up. We get to enjoy the benefit of of going back out there and trying to finish in round four and five. Mm-hmm. so that's that's where we're at and just very grateful for that opportunity too and we have the people mm-hmm. for it to be able to serve mm-hmm. our community uh, a lot of things that are happening there too is like uh, our youth programs for mm-hmm. Muay Thai is really awesome and I'm really looking forward to seeing that expand up there in, in Santa Barbara mm-hmm. also we'll, we'll, we'll get to that like a little bit later okay. let me like uh, sum this up a little bit นะครับสำหรับสำหรับในเซสชันนี้นะครับในช่วงคําถามนี้เกี่ยวกับเรื่องของการเลี้ยงธุรกิจท่ามกลางโควิด19นะครับเพราะว่าทางทางครูโจนาธานเองเนี่ยเนื่องจากเราเป็นค่ายมวยเนาะก็มีทีมงานนะครับทั้งนักเรียนที่เคยคอนแทคกันอยู่ตลอดเวลาหรือว่าทางทีมงานของครูสอนมวยนะครับแล้วก็ทีมงานที่ค่ายมวยอะไรต่างๆที่พอโควิดมาพอโควิดมันมันมาเนี่ยก็ต้องหยุดไปนะครับแต่ว่าด้วยกําลังใจของทีมที่ดีสิ่งสําคัญสําหรับครูโจนาธานที่จะทําให้ผ่านโควิดไปได้เนี่ยคือทีมของเขาจริงๆนะครับทั้งทีมที่เป็นคนที่ทํางานด้วยกันหรือเป็น business partner เองนะครับก็ทําให้สิ่งเนี้ยมันมันเลี้ยงต่อไปได้นะครับแล้วก็สิ่งที่สั่งสมมาไม่ว่าจะเป็นเรื่องของคอนแทคต่างๆประสบการณ์หรือสตอรี่ต่างๆทําให้ในตอนที่ทุกๆคนต่างหยุดด้วยโควิดเนี่ยครูโจนาธานกลับขยายอีกหนึ่งช่องทางนั่นก็คือช่องทางของการสื่อสารนะครับไม่ว่าจะเป็นเรื่องของ TikTok เรื่องของ YouTube เรื่องของ Facebook Instagram ต่างๆที่เคยมีแผนแผนที่จะทำนะครับพอถึงโควิดปุ๊บทำให้เราได้หยุดคิดแล้วก็ได้เริ่มทำนะครับ
มันจริงๆหลังจากที่มีแพลนมามากมายเราก็จะสามารถไปดูได้นะครับไม่ว่าจะเป็นทาง YouTube ของผู้อูมวยไทย Facebook Instagram นะครับทิกต็อของผู้อูมวยไทยก็จะมีคอนเทนต์ดีๆแล้วก็มีพอดแคสต์ด้วยหลายๆเรื่องที่ไม่เคยได้เล่านะครับตอนนี้ก็ได้มีโอกาสได้เล่าผ่านพอดแคสต์โควิดอาจจะเป็นอะไรที่ก็ทําร้ายหลายๆธุรกิจรวมถึงธุรกิจของเขาด้วยนะครับเสียรายได้ไปถึง 70-80% เลยนะครับแต่ว่าก็เป็นโอกาสเล็กๆที่ได้เริ่มทําอะไรใหม่ๆที่จะขยายโอกาสให้กับตัวเองหลังจากที่หลังจากที่ลุกขึ้นมานะครับเขาบอกว่าเหมือนโควิดเนี่ยพอเจอกับโควิดเนี่ยเหมือนกับโดนต่อยที่ปลายคางนะครับถ้าเกิดเราเคยดูถ้าเกิดพวกเราดูมวยเนี่ยจะรู้ดีว่าโดนต่อยปลายคางเนี่ยผมมันมึนมันจะล้มมันจะยอมแพ้ให้ได้แต่ว่าพอลุกขึ้นมาสู้กับสู้ต่อในยกที่4ยกที่5มันจะรู้ว่าเฮ้ยลุกมาเนี่ยมันคุ้มและที่สําคัญเราไม่ได้สู้คนเดียวนะครับมีทีมงานที่คอยจะอยู่กับเรานะครับ let let us continue to the next session To the okay. next step, what is your next step apart from uh, the your next step for for Pu Muay Thai and your next step for for as like Jonathan? Ah, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of uncertain, uh, mm-hmm. but like uh, you know, I, one of the things like for like fighting, maybe I fight a couple more times. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that we have time, <laughs> on <our side laughs> we have I have training partners now. I didn't have training partners before, like I was saying. Um, mm. but you know, I, I'm 32, getting a little bit older. So for me, like I, I'm looking at, I'm doing uh, ring official stuff too. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, officiating for Muay Thai, working as a referee and a, a judge. Uh, mm-hmm. so we just, I just, I'm working more, a little bit more as that now too, uh, to have that experience. And, uh, I, I get, I don't get yelled at that much. So I think I'm doing, it okay. <laughs> uh, and I always want to get better at that too. So I, I see that being. Uh, potential in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely working on officiating and continuing on making more opportunities for people through mm-hmm. uh, Muay Thai um, because we we have a lot of opportunities for it now, and mm-hmm. we have this business built up. And to be able to build off of it and create more jobs for people, mm-hmm. uh, and to create a, you know a living for my family to continue uh, doing that too. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, I'm probably ne- I'm always going to be involved in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've accepted that we're coming up on 15 years now, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm in it for, for, <laughs> for good at this point. Mm-hmm. That that is for uh, for the gym and then for you in in Muay Thai. Do you have any other maybe in let's say interest or or dreams apart from apart from Muay Thai? Do you want to maybe travel the world or maybe yeah. you do you want to do anything? Yeah, well, with 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 travel and stuff like uh, for me, I got really lucky. I traveled a lot in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my wife, we we went around. We did a couple laps around the world. But I definitely want to go. Uh, like she has family in Tunisia. I want to go there in North Africa, Morocco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to go explore more Europe once things start opening up and everything too. And I, mm-hmm. for me, because I love meeting people. And what's great about Muay Thai is there's Muay Thai. It's it's opening. There's everywhere. There's a lot of Muay Thai mm-hmm. now. Uh, so the, for opportunities to be able to work, uh, work or to be able to network, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that. So to be able to meet more people that do Muay Thai, like I, I think I started following a page. It was like Muay Thai in Sri Lanka, and I was like, oh, that's badass! Like I, I want to go wow. visit this place. So mm-hmm. uh, more travel and just more networking, just meeting people. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's my thing. And uh, what, what I don't know what that'll lead to. It might lead mm-hmm. to other opportunities and other things. And you know, for me, I, I love. I love business. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of opportunities coming up, and I, I'm not really sure where I'm gonna go. Like uh, mm-hmm. 
I, I wrote a book during shutdown for Muay Thai. Uh, mm. I don't know if I could write more books about just other things about, <laughs> I, I don't know. So uh, for me, mountain biking, uh, going, doing uh, running races and stuff like that too. Uh, mm. It's very, very big for me. I love being outdoors and being in nature. Uh, spent mm. winter in Norway and got to be out there in the snow and uh, experience Scandinavian winter, which is very hard coming from a place. Is it like worse than, worse than what you were experiencing in the U.S.? Oh, well, Worse than you experienced in Southern California, for sure. Uh -huh. There was twenty four. There was twenty four days of no sun. Twenty four. Oh wow, that was almost a month. Yeah. Almost right. a month. So, uh -huh. uh, because like when the the sun was up, it made up for four hours, and then but during that time, it's just raining and dark. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> no, I had to get like the light, and like like just stare at the light for a half hour to not get like depressed. It was tough. Mm -hmm. But um, the nature yeah. was worth it, though. The nature is worth it. So I, uh, I can't imagine that. <laughs> it's really hard. Like I knew, I knew I was getting into it, so I was kind uh -huh. of prepared, like what to look out for. And uh -huh. I, I just told um, my wife Carolina, "I was like, hey, uh, I need one of those lamps. <laughs> you, need, you need to get one for me while you're out. Thank you." Uh -huh. And um, you know, just the the snowstorms and. Like just how how like the weather changes so fast. So one minute very nice sunny, the next mm -hmm. thing just snowing. You know, you know, having like a uh, half meter of snow in like you know five hours. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow, that's so, yeah, that, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, that's that's why uh, traveling would be great. Um, and just continuing on doing the stuff I'm doing in Muay Thai. It's it's traveling sport. You have mm -hmm. to be able to travel to do it. And uh, that's where it's been hard too. Is Muay Thai hasn't been able to grow as much as it, it was going to uh, in mm -hmm. the last year, but it's it's on its way back. Um, mm -hmm. I, I ref at a Muay Thai tournament, and there was like, I think there was like three hundred and sixty three fights in like two days, um, mm -hmm. and that that was like I, I think a um, moment in history, is historical event at the U. It's called the U.S. Muay Thai Open. Uh, mm -hmm. Doing that kind of stuff, like it, uh, history is taking place right now with this reopening stuff. And we don't know it yet, but we're gonna look back on it and say, "Wow, that was pretty amazing time." Mm. Go to hear, go to hear all of it. Yeah. Mm, mm, so that, that's really it. Yeah, and mm. you know, focus on making clothing and mm. uh, different things. Yeah, tell, 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 tell me about clothing. I, I see, like, uh, you release many of the clothing, yes. and it has messages. Uh, yeah. What, what, what do you wanna? Want to tell people so from from clothing? Yeah, so like the clothing, a lot of, like it, originally it's like you know from Muay Thai. There's a lot mm -hmm. of what we would call like fight wear, like people who are fighters. Mm -hmm. they have mm -hmm. Clothing for like fighters, sport wear, fight wear. Yeah, it's like fighter wear. But then no one like the thing is a lot of people here like the working class is different than the working class in Thailand. Mm -hmm. You know they have mm -hmm. to wear certain clothes. They can't be too flashy. You know so mm -hmm. we wanted to make some clothes that they could wear to represent Muay Thai at work. Mm -hmm. uh, and also some fight like this is like I would call fight wear. Muay Thai is not a crime. Because mm -hmm. last year tell, tell me more about that. Tell so me this more one, about it. We were treated like criminals last year. You know for, mm -hmm. for having Muay Thai and like I, I understand. I think in Thailand I think like one of the First, like spreading events, was at one of the boxing stadiums. Yes, yes, we suffer and, a lot. People in Muay Thai industry <laughs> suffer a lot. 
They, oh they, they, you know, and but the reality is they probably oh. weren't the only ones. It was just the one that they caught. Yeah, you know, and that's one it, time, and and it, yeah, it's, it's a cluster. Just a small, a small moment in time where that happened, and the, mm -hmm. the thing is, no one knew. No one knew this was going on, mm -hmm. and it, I think it really blacklisted uh, martial arts. And that was the thing here is, you know, a lot of the people who are like. For me, I I got I got COVID before everybody was getting it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know we didn't know it was COVID. Uh, and a lot of my instructors did too. Like in December two thousand nineteen, January and February two thousand twenty, like we all had it. And mm -hmm. um, you know, I I truly believe that like us being strong and healthy and and being younger it, that helped it right. Wow. Uh, and they're showing more and more about like these different health conditions that can make you more susceptible whatnot. Mm -hmm. But one of the main factors is like uh, being obese is, is dangerous if you contract mm -hmm. COVID-19. Mm -hmm. so, and then there were like many big guy in, in the U S right. Many. Yeah. People. We have obesity is a big problem here. And then a lot mm -hmm. of the kids during shutdowns, mm -hmm. they weren't in school, they weren't doing activities. Mm -hmm. They got very big and that's very dangerous mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. them. Uh, so mm -hmm. for us, I, I put Muay Thai is not a crime because this is like uh, inspired by a '90s skateboard design uh, when mm. skateboarding was really looked down upon uh, mm. as like a bad thing to do. Like you're you're a criminal if you do it. Essentially, like you're a thug. Do you know that now in Thailand we like the big thing that struck it is uh the the surfboarding. Oh really? You do that a lot. Not 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 the surfboard, but it's like a skateboard. But you can like the longboard. 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 I'm not sure how, how do you call it. Yeah, it's it, we call it a longboard skateboard. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, I have something like that. Uh -huh. no, wow. Like, oh, yeah, oh, many oh, celebrities, oh. many like people, every corner they play it. The 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 store, the department store, they even like close their close their the spaces for people to 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 play the the board. Wow. It's it's big. It's big now. Yeah, they, it's trends. It's come and go, but but it's it's kind of big now. I've seen the videos coming out from Asia, especially during yeah. shutdowns, longboarding and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. you know, what was cool is like, that's the, I, we grew up with that. I grew up doing that. <laughs> but it's funny to see that kind of like becoming like a trend. Mm -hmm. um, my dad actually, he had a, there's a couple of uh, skateboard companies. He's a mm -hmm. photographer now and his, mm -hmm. his pictures are like, they, they use his images on like the skateboards. Wow, well, I have a couple of them, but we, I longboard. I my my husky, she pulls me and stuff like that too on a skateboard and longboard myself. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. so, uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, like that's that's where this message is inspired from, uh, because mm -hmm. it, it was treated very similarly. It's like, hey, mm -hmm. if you do that, you're a bad person. And it's mm -hmm. like, man, no, like I'm I'm not a bad person. Uh, you know the the media, the way it was made, portraying it as like it was the worst thing ever, and it's mm -hmm. like, hey, like there may have been a moment in time where someone was exposed while at a Muay Thai event, but mm -hmm. no one knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. It's You know, you get exposed uh, at the grocery store, Tesco Lotus. You go around shopping, you hang out with family. That this happens, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, once once we knew, like, and we took these uh, restrictions very seriously. You know, safety, you know, mm. in Muay Thai is pretty big when it comes into like fighting and stuff like that. But I know people mm. say fighting and stuff, but it's very safe. Muay Thai is not even in the top 10 most dangerous sports mm -hmm. uh, it's because of the safety protocols and the way everything's ran from the officiating side, too. Mm -hmm. 
um, for us. I, f- I feel like it was, it's one of those things that I was like, I felt like this, this needed to be made. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let, let me uh, wrap up this, this part before we go to the final part, the right. part where, where I'll give the space for you to speak things that you never, never have spoken before. นะครับโอเคสําหรับในในส่วนนี้นะครับในส่วนที่พูดถึงสเต็ปต่อไปของของครูโจนาธานครูในวัย 32 อาจจะไม่ได้ใช้ตําราเล่มเก่าในการในการใช้ชีวิตได้อีกแล้วนะครับก็ก็เลยแล้วในตอนเนี้ยในแต่ละมุมโลกนะครับก็มีมวยมีค่ายมวยไทยมีคนที่อ่าวงการมวยไทยก็ค่อยๆค่อยๆขยายขึ้นเค้าอาจจะ
from Harvard University yeah. that you, you saw the picture, right? I, yeah. I, I told you about that, right? Uh-huh. Uh, a few girls, I think, I think maybe two girls from, from different classes. Uh, mm -hmm. The one who, who did great is that the one who died, who danced. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you have that. Uh, okay, okay. Sorry, uh, sorry, the one sorry. My, my dogs are deciding to bark. Wait, real, can you repeat that real quick? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay if you yeah. want if you want to speak something i'm okay because no, no. here we are at now we can speak <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> we can all speak the dogs want to speak right now <laughs> okay okay i i i i told you that uh the the one suit the two students that that did great that did well what was the uh they were dancer so so that they they have the the great uh body yeah they, they have the great body they have a great like relation between like the brain and the body mm -hmm. yes so they call, like, understand uh, real the, quick the good foot for uh they, they're very aware good body awareness yeah yeah awareness. yeah they, they are great about that yeah uh okay tomorrow i'll re register in your class welcome we are welcome นะครับจะเป็นที่ได้ทั้งคู่เลยนะจะเป็นที่ไทยก็ได้ก็คือที่ค่ายมวยของของผมนะครับค่ายเกียรติกรรมทรเนาะอยู่ที่นี้อุ
with uh, mm-hmm. things reopening, being able to focus on your health. And the, the big thing is every place, they're going to have this place for you. There's a place for you. You go around, find find which facility that fits your learning style the best. Mm-hmm. And for for us, like I always say, Putin Muay Thai, you're at Putin Muay Thai. We specialize in beginners. And for mm-hmm. us, we start kids uh, ages, we start at four years old for, for mm-hmm. training. Yes. How, how do you train four-year-olds? Four what, old. what, what do you expect or what, what, what would so, the parent expect them to do? The main thing is their focus, mm-hmm. listening, mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. left and right, their, and their mm-hmm. balance, right? Mm-hmm. And, and building Which is very important for, for kids, right? For yeah, development. And, and as they develop into Muay Thai, that balance is key. You know, having good balance is so key for Muay Thai. That's number one. Mm-hmm. So when people, when the kids start young like that, it helps mm-hmm. develop them. It's going to build an audience for Muay Thai mm-hmm. when it when they get older because they know what Muay Thai is. Mm-hmm. So even if they don't train, they're going to know what it is and you're going to have an understanding of Muay Thai and the education in Muay Thai. And that's mm-hmm. that's huge for me is I, I want Muay Thai to grow in that capacity and we have to educate our audience. And our audience is mm-hmm. you who are watching this. So, mm. um, you know, Muay Thai in Thailand, very different than Muay Thai in, in the U.S. because the people who are doing it. We have the pr- privilege of doing it for fun, for fitness, mm-hmm. self-defense, and as like recreation. Some people mm. choose to do it as a profession. In Thailand, I feel like most people, they, they see it as a profession. And it's a working class mm. profession. It's very hard. Uh, mm. But now you're seeing more and more people doing Muay Thai for fitness, self-defense, mm. as recreation there, too. So mm. um, it's very, very effective. And I really feel that everybody can benefit from like a fitness standpoint, a self-defense standpoint, and know mm-hmm. that it's one of the best martial arts in the world. I'm very biased, mm-hmm. but <laughs> of uh, course, yeah. you've been with it for <laughs> maybe yes. half of your life, is it? Yeah, since, well, since yeah, eighteen, almost like yeah, it's almost half of your life now. Mm-hmm. Just almost a few years. There's Muay Thai, so wow, uh, and that's 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 becoming more common here in the U.S. as it's growing. So mm-hmm. for, for people that have like a, a background in Muay Thai that long, so it's good. It's, it's good. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what people now, even even in now, what what don't they understand about Muay Thai? Do, do you do you think what uh, which aspect do you want to educate them? Oh, I would I would love yeah. So with with Muay Thai, you know that it's a martial art first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an art that uh, originates and steeped in a lot of culture and traditions. The things that are going to help mm-hmm. build discipline to yourself and to your family, mm-hmm. self-respect, mm-hmm. being self-directed, mm-hmm. self-motivated, and to be able to have the confidence to be able to carry yourself in business, you know, as mm-hmm. a professional, in work, as a student, uh, all these different aspects of your life, it's going to bleed over into that. You don't need mm-hmm. to fight to have the benefits of Muay Thai. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you do train, you should train like a fighter, you know, as much as you can, because that's going to help you develop the mindset and able mm-hmm. to have success in your life because you can take that same mindset you develop in Muay Thai and it carries over in so many different aspects, uh, mm-hmm. professionally and personally too. So mm-hmm. um, I really feel like a lot of people see it just as fighting. And mm-hmm. the thing is, they, these people are athletes too, the professional mm-hmm. athletes. Mm-hmm. And yes, they do compete and they do hit mm-hmm. each other, but you know a lot of the sports they do that too. And mm-hmm. uh, for, for Muay Thai, they're known for being especially efficient at it. But mm-hmm. uh, that's a very small aspect of it. You know, Muay Thai mm-hmm. fight, professional, 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. 15 minutes, they, they compete. But the rest of the time, there's a lot of other work that goes into that. You know, mm-hmm. like days, months, years of preparation that goes into that. And so that's mm-hmm. where a lot of the personal development happens. Mm-hmm. So can, I, can, 
can Muay Thai help uh, like dealing with bullies problem? Oh yes, absolutely. For mm-hmm. for kids, and that's like the confidence thing too. So mm-hmm. if, if people are being bullied, we get a lot of that for kids, and and they mm-hmm. they make a they turn around and they're able to uh, learn develop the tools to be able to speak mm-hmm. up and have a voice. You know, uh, now you. Wow, I I thought you were saying about like to punch back. No, but but to no. have the voice. Wow, this is. Yeah, you know, uh, we always teach, uh, especially kids, that Muay Thai mm-hmm. is the absolute last resort. You know, we, we always tell them, you know, first use your words, you know, telling like a responsible adult, trying to make them your friend and just staying away from them and repeating, you know, and it, but if they try to physically harm you, yeah, you can use Muay Thai. If they're trying to hurt your friends or if you're using mm-hmm. it to help defend people who don't know how to defend themselves, it's okay to use it, but mm-hmm. absolute last resort. Mm-hmm. So uh, great, great for kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, you mentioned a lot of uh, great mindset things mm. uh, for you you have learned from Muay Thai mm. uh, if I uh, if I want this this space if I want you to to communicate to people who are in like my age like mm. early early 20s mm. people who are like still finding their ways who are still on their ways to something as, mm. and and since you are you are I think you are you 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 have been like very far from your first start from that Jonathan who is like first 18 years old Jonathan yes. Uh, yes. what how what what do you want to tell them what do you want to tell uh, them you know the thing is it's okay to not know what you're going to do that's mm-hmm. fine uh keep trying different things and and try to you know legitimately try to stick to a couple of them even if they're only hobbies or you see them as hobbies or something you're just going to try stick to it give it a concerted effort give it six months give it a year mm-hmm. uh and and really stick to it and see if it's something that the benefits of it might be different than when you started for me i, I started first for like uh, mental health, you know, to stay mm-hmm. physically in shape too. Mm-hmm. And now obviously it's become a, a lifestyle and a profession for me. So, uh, and I didn't expect that at all. Did not mm-hmm. expect that. That was not my intention. So really uh, to find your way, you got to just start, just do something, get out there, get outside of your comfort zone. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're comfortable sitting at home, you know, scrolling on, on Instagram, on TikTok and uh, talking to your friends on a uh, line app and stuff like that. <laughs> Get out and and go go talk to somebody. You know, I know it's really hard during COVID, but reach out to somebody on social media. Just like find mm-hmm. people that have similar interests to you and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Ask them how they got there. It's much easier now, right? Much easier now. Mm-hmm. And if they don't Great. respond, it's okay. Don't take it personally. They might just be really mm-hmm. busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, that's great. And and one last thing, uh, how how do you define your success? Is is it uh, is it now? your the place where, where you consider yourself success or no or still not, like a long way to go mm-hmm. i think i think i still have like at least 15 years of work mm-hmm. for me success means like uh there's a lot to me but my most important thing is being happy like personally mm-hmm. and being fulfilled so mm-hmm. uh, i get a lot of fulfillment like out of, out of teaching so like you could say that when i first started teaching i was i was successful uh mm-hmm. personally because uh, for me, if I if I can help one person, then mm-hmm. I told myself that's that's success, and we've helped a lot of people. We've helped hundreds of people. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, I, I guess you could say in that capacity is successful. But for me mm-hmm. personally, what I want to get out of uh, what I'm doing, you know, still has some work to do. But I, you know, we're getting there. We're well on the way. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, and the thing is that I think that vision of success is always going to change because of how my mind works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's good to hear and yeah. and i think that's that sums up like uh how many years now uh 14 years yeah. right is it 14 years 14 15, years of your 15 yeah yeah almost 15 years of experiences of mm -hmm. things that you want to see now let let me show you how how to contact how to reach out to pool muay thai i'm, I'm yes. showing this uh correct me if if i'm wrong yeah so the you can use the at at Putin muay thai all one word uh, uh -huh, on here. Uh -huh. you can find us on yeah right there that so you can find you can find me right here at Putin muay thai mm -hmm. um you can find our um our uh other location to Putin muay thai sb is a link mm -hmm. to it on everything uh mm -hmm. go on there you can message me uh, you can send me a voice memo if you can't write English too well. If you're in Asia, you can say mm. hello. You can say, so what do you cop? So what do you cop? You know, <laughs> whatever your style is. And, mm. uh, you know, go in, say hi. You know, for us, if you follow us, it means the world to me to be able to, in our team right now with everything going on, uh, the growth and the support we have, uh, nothing but love and, and gratitude for, for you, Kit, you know, to, to be able to have me on here and ask me to do this oh, and thank you so all of our followers and stuff like that too. It's it's really awesome to be able to uh, do this now and we live <laughs> in this era where we can do this. Mm, yeah, I, oh, um, I fall in love with the app. Uh. <laughs> with, with, with this like uh, channel, it's it's very useful and it's easy to use actually. I'm not sponsored for this, <laughs> but, but it's it's really easy to use and and it's almost like uh we are not using zoom right yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's stream great. stream yard alone uh stream across the globe we are talking yes. now it's like almost uh uh almost 11 in thai and you would be almost uh, 9 right would yes, be your time to work right <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, man, I had to get going here. Let me just double check. Let me shut in this. Like, I had a call this morning. Okay. Well, no, so, no, uh, no, no, no. Okay, I still have half hour and stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really appreciate the time, and it's amazing mm -hmm. to be able to, to see this. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to visiting uh, Keith Kempton Gym uh, once mm -hmm. things reopen. I know me and you have a couple things we're working on, uh, so <laughs> uh, people can stay yeah. tuned on that too. Make sure to follow Putin Muay Thai. เอ่อเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวอันนี้อันนี้บอกใบ้ไว้ก่อนนะครับเดี๋ยวครูเกียรติเนี่ยกับโจนาธานเนี่ยนะครับจริงๆครูเกีย
people one of the nicest I I have in life in my 25 years Okay Can you give us some Thai sentences มาลองลองพูดไทยกันหน่อยครับเพื่อที่จะบายบายคนฟังยอมมีเซบาย uh, anything, anything, maybe uh, a couple oh, of con- sentences. Maybe uh, you you wish them well or something. Do you know yeah, how how? Uh, okay. Uh-huh. okay, I'll I'll greet in สวัสดีครับ, ชอกดีครับอืมครับผมนะครับขอให้อ่าขอลาไปด้วยขอบคุณที่ติดตามรับชมเซสชั่นนี้มานะครับเราอยู่กันมาถึง 2 ขอให้ทุกคนโชคดีช่วงนี้ไม่ใช่เวลาง่ายอินสติฟิเคิลไทม์ไรท์นาวบัตแต่ว่าทุกคนเนี่ยเราเราจะผ่านไปด้วยก